welcome back everybody to a brand new episode of the movies and brews podcast where we talk movies and we drink some brews i'm jordan and staring through the screen here is sir blofeld himself daniel oh my eye <laughs> so today we are going to be doing a throwback to the fourth daniel craig film specter just in time for the release of no time to die so sit back she... oh, what are you saying i said two years late yeah. <laughs> so sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's investigate what this octopus on the ring is all about. Octopussy. Cheers. Cheers. All righty, Daniel. So while we open our beers here, so I got a new one from Breakside card carnival grounds and it's delicious i already had one got a crawler to go Almost. yeah you know i should have planned ahead but you know after helping our parents out on saturday or no it was sunday I was there pretty much all day helping put siding on the house so i go to break side hey it looked I good come... though just just for the audience knows i went over there today to inspect the work and it looked good yeah, well, yeah, it was just a long day. But I went to Breakside. I'm like, I'm just going to get a crowler. Then I'm like, nah, fuck it. Give me a beer. So I had, two, I had a beer. Then I'm like, mm, I'm going to have one more beer, but make it a half pint. So I had two beers there when I meant to just stop in for the one. So I bought three, and then I left. Hey, they got some good stuff going on right now over there. Love dropping in, but yeah, that's where I went this afternoon to do some notes and yeah just had a whole flight and this was one of my favorites on the flight so i'm like you know just gonna take this for the show today but yeah breakside brew representing what do you got in your end there what are you drinking there i've just got the big little thing imperial ipa from uh sierra nevada it's it's a solid one all right i'll have to try that yeah i like their they, they have like a little hate like whatever the hazy little thing or whatever like it's really just these three beers that i really like that's all in like the same thing i'm not a huge fan of hearing about all the time but these big little ipas and the little ipas or whatever they're called they're pretty good oh, good so i finished the uh lego masters not disappointed at all i enjoyed Finally. it quite a bit saw the finale I, I was really hoping that the sushi chef brothers were gonna win because they like consistently blew me away and especially towards the end of the season they got robbed by so many wins from so many wins like their puppet was way better than the fucking dragon yes or no uh i don't know i i like no dude that fucking their little french puppet had a fucking sword could tip his hat his head moved and then they just had that fucking stone dragon. I'm like, no, man, that fucking puppet should have won. What did the dragon do? Though? I'm trying to remember why it won. Like the mouth moved and like the arms moved a little. I don't know. They had a sweet castle, too. I did like the castle that won, though. It was the white one, right? No, the all color one. Oh, OK. I don't remember. The one with the bridge that was breaking. Oh, yeah. You know, that was that was pretty cool. I the fish should have been bigger though still fun enjoyed it had yeah imagine if they made the fish bigger and they just took the whole thing down and their castle collapsed and shattered well, they should have made it work 
it should have been bigger good time though i yeah what a fun show season two had a good time but yeah wasn't i hope they get a season three because it's just a good time to watch it is i hope there is another season but yeah that's about it so yeah today we decided we're this week we're just going to skip movie news and other things we saw we'll be back next week i mean we'll talk the new stranger thing trailer that just dropped doesn't give anything away but yeah lucas's new haircut had me rolling i love it i forget what the style is called but it's where you like basically throw it straight up and then cut it even across the top Ooh, i can't remember what the style is called but yeah it's an unfortunate haircut style lucas will be sporting that in the new season i'm digging it though (laughs) oof Oh, yeah, we'll get into we that later. See. Well, I guess without further ado, let's get into our main movie on tap. Let's talk some Spectre. Spectre. I've been Spectre, written by John Logan, Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, and Jez Butterworth. That's a lot of writers. Returning again as director, Sam Mendez. Starring Daniel Craig, Christoph Waltz, Leah Sado, Ralph Fiennes, Ben Wishaw, Naomi Harris, Dave Bautista, and Andrew Scott. A cryptic message from James Bond's past sends him on a trail to uncover the existence of a sinister organization named Spectre. With a new threat dawning, Bond learns the terrible truth about the author of all his pain in his most recent missions. All right, so Daniel, why don't you go first? Working on your thoughts going in. This is your first time seeing this one, right? Yeah. Just like Skyfall, like Skyfall, well, I didn't check when Spectre came out, but Skyfall came, like, premiered in, like, 2015, 2014. 2012 20 oh my god sky falls that long already jesus christ yeah so okay. just in case everybody's wondering so we actually have this movie is this pre-covid things have been moving around but daniel and i were going to review each and every daniel craig film before no time to die came out we did casino royale quantum of solace and skyfall we were about to do specter and then they delayed it so we were just like well We'll say Spectre for whenever it gets released, and we'll do Spectre right before it since it's the one that leads up to Spectre. Or excuse me, since the one that leads up to No Time to Die. It must have been two years of delay, 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 delay. Yeah. So here we are with Spectre. So, so supposedly yeah. a couple weeks away, it's it's gonna stay. Because I, I I forgot too, it was Skyfall was that when we reviewed Skyfall, that was your first time seeing Skyfall as well. Right. So I was like kind of and the weird thing is, like, I saw the first two Bond movies in theaters, and then uh, Skyfall came out in 2012, and Spectre came out in 2015, which is essentially my, like, three or four year hiatus of when I just wasn't seeing movies, especially in theaters. Like, I just wasn't, like, it kind of just fell off for me. Like, there was just my dead years of just, like, not really going to the theaters. You know, so I missed a lot of stuff, including the latter half of Daniel Craig's career. Well, besides because this one's supposed to be the next last one for him but yes so yeah so it was fun watching skyfall for the first time and watching specter like 
I was a little bit abrasive because, you know, catching up with Skyfall, I was looking forward to because people are like, oh, that's the best one. Like this movie's amazing. Like a great film overall, not just a great James Bond film. And then when Spectre came out, I remember people, you know, just hearing it's like, oh, this is the one that kind of shit the bed. Like it just kind of sucks. You know, and I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes, like 60% audience score, 60% critic score. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I didn't know what to expect, but I also remember not liking Quantum of Solace when we saw it in theaters because we wanted more Casino Royale and it wasn't that. So I think that's what really contributed to that. But going back and visiting Quantum of Solace earlier this year, I'm like, this is actually a lot better than I thought, like remembered it. Like, like I actually enjoyed the entire movie. So I think maybe... Yeah, that I one gets trashed on too much. I, I enjoy Quantum Souls. I never didn't like that one either. It just, for some reason, it just gets trashed on. I don't know. Well, I think the same with Spectrum. Like, I watched it. I'm like, I was like, like, like oh, I don't know what I'm going to see. But watching it, I'm like, this is really cool. Like, I, I enjoyed pretty much all the set pieces. I mean, like, maybe I could see, the only thing I could see is like, it does still like, the Daniel Craig Bond is still very grounded. But they do like reintroduce a couple more fantastical elements of James Bond in this movie. But I think they still did a good job of keeping it grounded and not ridiculous. Um, so I could kind of see why maybe that's what the issue is. But I honestly really enjoyed the movie throughout. Like I had a good time watching it. I enjoyed the uh, the story and how it kind of connects back to at least all the other Daniel Craig Bonds. And I guess technically the other Bond movies as well but you know i think uh i i enjoyed the watch good good yeah for me this is my first time seeing it since i saw it in theaters so i remember being very hyped for this film i mean we're coming off of skyfall here so far you know casino royale love that movie quama solace while not as good as casino still very solid skyfall was back up there to the casino royale level so yeah so when i heard they were bringing sam mendes back on to direct i was like oh hell yeah here we go again and i do remember going back and sitting theaters in 2015 and being slightly disappointed by this one i remember liking it a lot less six years ago so i'm not sure what changed because i haven't seen it since theaters but when i sat down and watched it this week i was like this is way better than i remember it being why was i so hard on it maybe just because back then we were still getting good movies and now we're just kind of getting shit i think that's part of it honestly but i sat down and watched it i'm like you know this is way better than i remember it being but yeah i mean i i was hyped for this i mean christoph you had sam mendes returning as director so far i was still loving daniel craig as bond and yeah christoph waltz playing blowfield just the bad guy in general had me going i mean coming off of uh, him being in those Tarantino films I was like oh hell yeah give me some Christoph Waltz so mm-hmm. I was very stoked and excited for this film was let down but coming back and rewatching again I'm like no this is way better than I remember I will say that Sam Smith song way better than I remember also the Sam Smith writing on the wall for opening credits yeah it was okay it's too bad I listened to it a few times today. No, it's actually a really, really good song. And it aged so much better than the Jack White and Alicia Key song and for a Quantum of Solace. Yeah, I mean, I think still of the ones that I've seen. Although, while I do actually was pleasantly surprised when they dropped... Well, I mean, this was also when the movie was still on track because the Billie Eilish, like, No Time to Die dropped over two years ago. Yeah. You know, so that's still the theme song. And I remember, like, 
I, I mean, just not obviously not a huge Billie Eilish fan just because I don't really listen to that type of music. But I remember I listened to it because I was just curious. I'm like, okay, what is this going to sound like? And I listened to him like, dude, I really liked this. I actually went back and re-listened to uh, the song again more recently just because my like, shit is actually finally coming out. I haven't listened to it yet. I was, I'll just wait and see when I watch the movie in a couple weeks. <laughs> I know. I really like it as just like a song in general. But, but that- I think it's gonna be a good opener i remember shitting on the sam smith song six years ago and i think part of the part of it had to do with i had a girlfriend at the time that loved sam smith and like oh my god sam smith so talented so dreamy and i was like, like uh, whatever <laughs> so i remember just like yeah whatever who cares about this song well, i remember I mean, plus it was it was following let's face it it was following skyfall adele skyfall classic timeless yeah yeah but, i remember you talking about it when we talked about skyfall or quantum assault you're like well it's still better than sam mendez sam smith or sam smith yeah yeah now, i still think my for the craig era skyfall is the number one song followed by you know my name with chris cornell then sam smith and then way far in fourth place is um the jack white song it, i don't know it just hasn't aged that well i i, I think know. the chris cornell song still is my favorite for the simple fact of i think overall it's the best opener like the opener like credits for uh casino royale with that song and with like the cool like card animation that they're doing in the background like i just love that opener it's so good i do like the opener of this one though with all the octopuses i thought the visuals for that were really cool well yeah. well We'll get back to that part in a second here, but yeah. But overall, my whole point is, upon re-listening, Sam Smith, I actually listened to it probably four times today, just start to finish, and it's actually the lyrics, everything, it's a, it's a good song. I, I enjoy it. You got over your bias? Got over my bias, yes. Got over it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. On that note, I love the opening of this movie, how we start off in Mexico City, Day of the Dead's going on, and we just have that very nice just super long single shot i love that so much a little sam mendes playing around you know a little precursor to 1917 yeah i i didn't even think about the long shot but i was just like 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 visually very good and also just like i really like the soundtrack kicking in at the like just the upbeat music but i'm like okay like obviously I'm like, okay, that guy's James Bond. I can tell that, you know. I don't know who the wa- guy in the white tux is yet, but, you know, just watching it, like, I really, really loved the soundtrack at the beginning. Like, it was very cool. It was also just a really great set piece. Um, I don't know. It just, it got me, honestly, it, like, hooked me right away. Like, I'm just yeah. like, okay, I'm already in, you know. It's a cool like, flow. It's everything like, that's going cool. on. Cool, right? Day of the Dead. David Dead's going on, cool floats, cool costumes, parades. Like, this is awesome. And yeah, they're just that long singular shot, following them up the elevator, following them around the room, bond out along the piers till he finally is getting ready to shoot through the window. I mean, all one shot for a few minutes there. Very impressive. But yeah, great opening, I thought, especially when, you know, he fires into the building and then something goes off in the building. The whole side of the building starts coming down and when he realizes like oh crap i'm about to get smashed 
<laughs> yeah, and I just see him just turn around and run, which is also very cool. I like how he's just like, as the building's falling, he's like, he's like, oh, should I climb up? He's like, okay, no, I'll just drop down. Then he drops right into like a couch. Then he just gets up and fixes his suit and walks out. <laughs> James Bond. That was pretty great. Started out, yeah, using like Jackie Chan, using my thing, things around me, props around me to like help myself grabbing on to certain things to go down and yeah ends the whole thing falling on the couch that was great great sequence though in the helicopter i thought the back and forth fighting in there and just everything going on at that helicopter is crazy especially all yeah. over a crowd too i mean you're thousands of people down below oh i know you know when i was thinking that like i was thinking like contextually like in the movie universe i'm like this is like it uh, seems like an overly ridiculous and dangerous thing for james bond to be doing you know, and it, it kind of gets justified a little bit when they talk about why he's there. But I'm like, it feels ridiculous. But then, like, as soon as the scene ends, you're like, are you fucking kidding me, 007? You went too far this time. And just like, oh, okay. So I wasn't the only one. In universe, this is viewed well, as Yeah, I'm feeling more for the crab below than I am for Bond himself at this point. Like, there's a... It, yeah, it, it kind of sort of felt a little out of character. It does come back around, but it did feel a little out of character to be putting the helicopter in that kind of danger above a crowd. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Like they pointed out in the movie, but I was watching. I'm like, it seems not like. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like it some uh, seemed a little bit out of character. Because while he's reckless sometimes, but like he's usually not putting like hundreds of innocent lives at risk. Yeah. But then you also got to think of like how many people were in that building. That I mean, he didn't mean to blow up the building. No. But how many, I mean, it was just like an apartment building or a hotel or something. Well, it's just the side wall that fell over. So hopefully nobody was hurt as far as like innocent pedestrians. Hopefully go. they were all outside enjoying the uh, the, the festivities. Hopefully. <laughs> Great opening though. But yeah, then we go on to opening quiet sequence, which I, again, I enjoyed with Sam Smith's song and just all the octopuses, all those cool visuals. Mm-hmm. thought that was good. And then... Uh, yeah, I guess what happens next? Bond is uh well, he's getting lectured by M. Like, why'd you, you know, go behind their backs to go do this? He's getting fucking reamed. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, the movie takes off. I mean, it didn't feel like a two and a half hour movie to me. Like, it's I think it's the longest Bond film. I think I think uh, the new one coming out is supposed to beat it by a few minutes, but I think it's the longest Bond film. Okay. Yeah, went, I know. I was a little bit surprised. It goes down pretty smooth, though. So here's the name I was surprised to see in the credits. Dave Batista. I had completely forgot he was in this movie. I think because at the time I didn't know who he was. I think Guardians came out the year before this, but so this would have been my first time seeing him without makeup on, but didn't even think two things of it back then because yeah, I don't remember him being in this movie at all. So that was a fun surprise. Dave Batista. <laughs> I, you know, I, I saw him like, well, I didn't know he was in this movie. I probably wouldn't have recognized him. Because, yeah, Gardens came out the year before uh, this movie did. Yeah, six years later, we've seen him in a few movies now. And I'm like, oh, sweet, Batista's in this. You're like, oh, shit, he's instantly recognizable now. But, yeah, overall, I, I enjoy the pacing of this film for the most part. Nothing feels like too long. Like, I don't feel like we spent too much time in one area before we move on to the next. And when it does slow down at parts, it feels like it's necessary to kind of give the audience time to breathe. 
Yeah, this the only like I guess maybe like just viewer complaint that I like could like a valid one is that this movie definitely like you can watch it on its own, but it makes so much more sense. Like can like because it's it feels more connected as far as like in a series as the other ones do. They feel more like yeah, James Bond's like world, but this feels like you know they mentioned the uh the old my six building that got blown up and i think the last movie in skyfall they talk about all this other stuff i mean it really does like but this movie really cultivates and accumulates like oh all these things that have happened like this is really the only movie that i feel like if you haven't seen the other ones don't watch because really a lot of the payoff and like kind of like revelations are like well if you didn't watch the other ones these really don't mean anything Mm mm-hmm and that's you one know? thing I'm liking about these Craig films is each one has its own storyline. However, they're all four connected to one big story, one big plot going on. And I enjoy that quite a bit with these films here. I thought it was very good planning out, you know, as far as if we're going to do something kind of different, kind of a new era of Bond, then I, I'm digging it so far as far as what they've done with the story. And yeah, fun surprises. I mean, we'll try to stay kind of in the first half for now uh i i will say i i do enjoy uh money penny and q in this film i'm glad they get their own kind of you know moments me too and honestly i because i think q's introduced in skyfall isn't he this q yes he's introduced in skyfall yes uh honestly i like this q like the new q upon i enjoy it go ahead oh i'm like i enjoy their conversation like literally like after the opening scene i like one of my next like notes is like his first interaction with Q for the movie was just like, I just wrote down, I love the conversation that he has. Like I, I enjoy like the interactions. I enjoy the character. Um, I, lo- I love him showing up the car and then it ends it all with like, this is 009's car. Yeah, it was supposed to be yours, but you know, fuck you. <laughs> but I, I also like it- enjoy like the Aston Martin from what, what was that? Was that Quantum of Solace? Skyfall. Skyfall. Okay, no, he had that one in Skyfall. Uh, yeah. It's just like I, I told you to put it, bring it back in one piece, not just one piece. Yeah, you know. So I, <laughs> I, yeah. I kind of like to bring it back in one piece, not a piece. <laughs> and then he just like laughs to himself, and I, I don't know. I just I like the cue. I enjoy, I enjoy him. Yeah. At first, at first, when I first saw Skyfall, I wasn't sure of this new direction because you know I've been used to it a um what's the word not prime like more of a season cue if you will mm-hmm. so when they went super young like fresh out of college but you know i actually i'm liking this new direction they've gone with Q. especially you got to just have a young nerd that understands modern technology and i, I dig it though because yeah the gadgets are definitely a thing of like sean connery roger moore era as far as like gadgets and things go so yeah, you need someone that can hack into stuff. You need a more younger, sophisticated queue. And upon rewatching Skyfall and Spectre, I I, I do dig. Um, what what is his name? Shaw something Shaw, Ben Wishaw. I, I like him as Q. I, he's fun. I hope I hope even after Craig is no longer Bond that we keep him him on as Q. Yeah, and same with uh, Naomi Harris as uh, Money Penny. I I like her Money Penny quite a bit too, and I like they they give her stuff to do. She's not just a gal behind a desk, but you know she has somebody that was in the field and decided not to be in the field, but she still kind of comes out to the field a little bit. 
Yeah, I mean, she's more like the user, in, especially in this movie, like more Intel. Uh, and like, which I appreciate. Bottom. Yeah, it, it really helps round out the character instead of just like some lady who sits at a desk and says hi to him when he walks by. Right. I mean, and that was fine for the time, I guess. But I don't know. Naomi Harris is just great in the role. I, I love her. So, yeah. I Especially like her in Skyfall. Mm-hmm. Oh, was... Yeah, the opening of Skyfall with her. Yeah, like that was just like together. shit. And then like by the end of the, like the end movie, she's like, yeah, I'm gonna call me Money Penny or Penny. or I forget exactly how it ends, but. Like it was a cool, like, oh shit, I didn't realize that was her character, but it was cool. It helps round it out. Like, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to think of some likes. Still kind of focusing on the first half. So, oh, like, oh go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, is like my next note was like, yeah, we already talked about Dave Batista being in this, but his character intro was, oh, was great. Pretty fucking great. What I love that is character is he's got zero dialogue throughout the film but he still has this just sinister presence about himself but yeah his intro also just how he's like fucking stocky i kept thinking i'm like there's no way he's the same character's odd job right because that's just what i kept thinking of during this movie yeah yeah but i i fucking love his character intro where it's just like oh who's gonna kill this guy i'll do it does anybody oppose walks in what makes you better than this guy literally just fucking kills him in like on the table doesn't say anything they're like all right okay <laughs> like, she's like that's what i'm like if you're not gonna say anything yeah have a great medicine character in german i just love he's like what what's your opposition literally fucking kills him in front of everybody yeah. makes sense uh, yeah you're right i think maybe it's because he wears a suit definitely resembles odd job however yeah, guy throwing a hat just ain't gonna work anymore. I mean, it could be like an Austin Powers. Ah, yeah, that really hurt. What who the throws fuck, a dude? shoe? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> that does crack me up. Like, oh shit, that that hurt. <laughs> yeah, but damn, oh man, when because I guess well, yeah, because well, before sealed... we get to the, I guess before we get to that scene where we get introduced oh. to him, though, let's, let's go back a little further. So, you know, Bond's got this mission. What'd you see? What'd you think about? Uh, so, we were, we hang out in Bond's apartment for a little bit with him and Money Penny. He shows her the video of M giving him some information. So, he goes to go find where Mr. White is staying. And I love that scene when with him and Mr. White. Yeah. Just all that back and forth. What I love too is when he first finds him in the secret room, the guy, he isn't, I don't think he knows this Bond yet, or maybe he does. And it's just like, just, kill me now just get it over with quick and painless well i think he does because he has a bunch of like there are video cameras and while they show that the video cameras like they like a specter is looking in on uh, mr white and mr bond <laughs> but i mean it looked like he had video monitors so i think he could see that it was bond before he actually came in yeah probably but also i wasn't expecting that because yeah i know we saw mr white in quantum and we do I don't think we saw him in Skyfall, right? No, he's in Casino and Quantum. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think he's absent for Skyfall. Yeah, so I was kind of like, oh shit, he's back. And then just like look at him like, oh, he's just a decrepit old man now. Really a downgrade from his really nice fucking villa in Europe. This had the Irishman vibes going, like the end of the Irishman vibes. Did you watch that yet? (laughs) I don't think I actually did watch that. Okay. 
And what I mean by that is just like to live a life like he lived and the kind of like organization he was a part of, just everything he did all his life, just to end up in this little cabin all by himself, dying alone. It's just, it, yeah, gave me some Irishman vibes. Yeah, that makes sense. I get what you're saying. Not to spoil the Irishman. Go yeah. watch it. Well, I did not. Yeah, I didn't expect to see him in that condition, especially not what happened afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, some good dialogue there. You know, some good back and forth. He reveals where his daughter is, like, go find her, protect her. And then, yeah, didn't see that coming. I remember Blows the first time I saw that. Out. Didn't see that coming. Like, well, if that. you, I mean, if you've been fighting off death and then someone's like, hey, slow death or a gun, I guess well, he was ready. It's, yeah, it's kind of crazy. He just kind of been holding off for something like Bond and was like, all right, I've told you everything I need to know. Go to protect my daughter. I'm going to die anyway, so I might as well just take myself out now. Yeah. And they even bring that up in the movie later, but... Um, Bond's off to, I forget where he goes, wherever the ski slopes or whatever were, where that, where his daughter works. Yeah, I don't remember exactly where that location was, but I'm like, is this not like in Lair? I'm like, no, it's a rehab center. I'm like, Jesus Christ. This is one of the bougiest fucking rehab... Like, yeah. You're this just is where the see? elites go for rehab. <laughs> yeah, but I was just like, oh, can I have a vodka martini? We don't serve alcohol here. <sighs> that I was good. hate it here. I hate this place. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'm really beginning to love this place. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we meet Madeline, which I like her character quite a bit, played by uh, Leah Sado. Loved her character. She was actually, do you remember her in Ghost Protocol? Well, oh, she was in Ghost Protocol? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I think, okay, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Love her character, and I, I honestly thought, I think her and Craig's Bond have some great chemistry together. I guess before, have we, I'm kind of jumping all over the place. I forget about the uh, widow. He goes to that one guy's funeral that he killed and meets his widow for more information. Yeah, I mean, that's like, like towards the beginning of the movie because he kills the like he kills her husband you know that's the guy in white that he shoves out of a helicopter mm-hmm. um and then he talks to money penny gets his delivery delivered straight to his house talks to her a little bit about why he's doing it because m told him to and then m told him to go to the funeral and then that's the next scene so it's like really really early on in the movie mm-hmm. um but yeah i guess back back to uh Madeline, yeah, I like their chemistry quite a bit. You know, we, we meet her, ski slopes, she gets kidnapped. Great chasing, I thought, you know, the plane, everything, that was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think we kind of skipped over, but because I don't want to skip over this. Like, we, I mean, you said, like, we're already past Dave Bautista's like character intro as far as canonically in the movie goes. Yeah, I he, guess I'm kind of all over the place here. You're all over the place. Yeah, because but Dave Fatiste, like but you he know, meets after her, he meets her before he goes to the meeting, right? Right? No, that is yeah. after. Yeah, that's after. That's the next place he goes that's after right, he crashes. That's right, because he meets the widower, seduces her, which I gotta say for James Bond's seduction, that was a really good seduction. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like pretty, that, pretty good seduction. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That was a good seduction there. But then he goes to the meeting. Yes, the the meeting is. Should we just talk about the meeting for a little bit? Then we'll skip. Well, back. yeah, because like that's where we get the Christoph Waltz's entrance. Yeah, so Thirty-nine minutes into the movie, we see Christoph Waltz's character for the first time. 
I do like how they kind of have a shadow over his face for a little bit. I mean, we know who he is going in, but but it, it really gives them the omni like the presence is very just like, oh shit, this is the guy. Mm-hmm. Like everything stops when he enters, and he's like, Don't mind me. And you know, but I also enjoyed that because I mean, I really enjoyed that. I like how he's just watching it, and then like Christoph Waltz's character, you know, or Blowfield is just like, Oh, hey, James. And then immediately he's like, or I like how the guy who he's like called said, who the fuck do you think I am? Mickey Mouse and shows him the ring. The guy just walks up to him and I don't know what the bald like security guard was expecting. He's like, oh, I'm just going to take you in. And then he literally just throws him over the side into the, onto the table. That was awesome. <laughs> and then he, I just love that escape. Like it's so quick yet efficient where he's just like, I'm fucked. Throws that guy immediately jumps out the window sprints back to his car yeah. and takes off no way any nobody at this place doesn't arm so yeah he's like i'm getting the fuck out of here yeah i'm like he's like at least most of these people have guns you know so i just love how he yeah he gets the fuck out there's not a lot of fanfare he's just like get the fuck out and then we have that really involved chasing which i thought was really cool between him and dave batista that was a lot of fun which then that's in the in this way it's kind of mentioning is like yeah, like one of the more fantastical elements of James Bond was like his ejector seats. But, you know, I feel like they did a good job of like having it, but having it grounded. Like, I do like how they pulled that off too, which is like him faking his own, like essentially making it Dave Batista think that he killed him because he lights the front of his car on fire and while it's still running, he ejects and the car goes into the river. You know, or the canal or whatever. It wasn't like, all right, now I'm in a jetpack flying around. It was, yeah, just parachuting down. <laughs> like I, I, which I think you need, because like I don't want to see James Bond flying up into the air, like strapped to a seat. It's like you eject it, car goes into the river, then you just see him land with a fucking, like real quick with a parachute, and then he just takes it off and just keeps walking. Mm-hmm. Like I think I forget what he says to the guy yeah, he, he says lovely evening lovely evening just continues walk <laughs> yeah you uh, know? So, so that's the kind of bond stuff i love <laughs> exactly like the weird charm like the, the that, fun that, charm well that takes you back to like dan or uh this you back to sean connery and roger Moore era stuff the fun little one-liners there's like mm. oh my lovely evening isn't it as i parachute down <laughs> exactly and you know what i like how as far as like yeah it's definitely less grounded than casino royale where it's like here's an aston martin your spy car is equipped with literally a gun holder with an a couple extra mags and a defibrillator Mm -hmm. you know like still cool but very stripped down and while it's less stripped down towards the latter half of these movies i still don't they keep it like pretty grounded so it doesn't go off the rails as much for the most part, I'm like, yeah, I think some stuff like kind of nears the edge, but they still keep it in like a, a valley of somewhat realism that it doesn't turn into what fucking not Sean Connery's, but uh, Roger Moore. Pierce Brosnan's like run of Bond by the end of it had like the invisible car, the fucking I don't know, just good ridiculousness. Yeah, that die another day is still something else. Yep. Yeah. When I get back to watch, because I left off at Diamonds Are Forever. Once I get back to watching it in sequence, it'll be interesting when we get to those Pierce Brosnan ones. Don't get me wrong, Goldeneye is still legendary. Love Goldeneye. Yeah. 
but I mean, it is his run is just famous for it just gets too outlandish towards the end. Oh, the surfing on fake waves. Yeah, yeah, that was terrible. Oh god, the worst. Or just fucking give me skydiving it. Bond any day over riding waves. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. But <clears throat> you know, I just really love that chase scene, like especially when the Fiat. It's just in front of him. He's yeah. like, come on. He's like, oh. Hurry up. He just kind of scoops it underneath him and just like speeds it up. Like, old dude, what's going on? It just shoves him in a parking spot. Yeah. Also, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was not a super fan of the particular model of Aston Martin he had in this movie. No. I, um, I'm trying to remember what E, what did E drive in, in Entourage? Because that was one of the more modern. Aston Martins that I loved. This one was a DB10, I think. I don't know. I and still... while, while it's not, I'm with you. While it's not the best car, best one they put out, it was still pretty sweet. It was okay. I mean, I like the super classic one from the older Bond films that they reference in this one, or like the Vanquish, the one he had in Christina Royale. I'm like, yeah, I like that. I, I just wasn't a super fan. Oh, hold on. Wow, Jordan got up to get his Aston Martin Lego set. Are you talking about this one? I am talking about that one. That exact one, actually. Very nice. Tell the audience what you're looking at. Uh, Jordan's Lego 007 Aston Martin. Complete with ejector seats. Maybe. Ejector seat. Machine gun firing in the front. And Beautiful. shield in the back to protect it from bullets. Fantastic. Detailed I know before interior. they just like, hey, let's give like instead of making it like a shield popping up in the back, why don't we just make it bulletproof glass? Hey, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Hey, you know, back in the 60s, you were limited. Bulletproof glass wasn't a thing back then, or at least wasn't common. <laughs> well, at the same time, as a spy movie, they could have just been like, yeah, it's bulletproof glass because he's a spy. So, of course, he has bulletproof glass. Still pretty cool, though. Pretty sweet, though. But yes, I have the Lego version of the Aston Martin here from Goldfinger, and it's one of the, my favorite sets I've ever built. <laughs> Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Yes. Uh, Which introduced me to the large car creator expert sets, and I am in love. I can't wait to get the pickup truck, the 50 style pickup truck with all the cool stuff that comes with it. There you go. But yes, car chase was amazing. And that kind of like after the truck, car chase that's what leads us into meeting mr white's daughter true at the bougie uh rehab center where people just get a hangout i love when q uh, goes in and orders his drink yeah he's like here why don't you just dump that down the sewer you know cut out the middle man (laughs) but then we get that fucking chase scene where they like dave tista and his goons abduct i forget her what's her name Madeline. Madeline. They abduct Madeline. And then you just see, which I fucking love. Like he sees it and the security's like, come on, let's go. And then he just fucking decks both and one of them gets back. He's like, no, 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 stop. Just stop. And then he the security director just fucking stops after he knocked one of them out and punched one of them in the stomach. He's just I like, mean, just, these are like low low paid security guards. So it's like small security. I don't know if they're low paid, but I don't think they have to deal with actual assaults and confrontations. No, that's like what I'm that. saying. It's, it's like mall security. 
Yeah. So when they see what they just saw and you're like, so stop, stop, stop. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think they're at the very least, they're just underprepared for it. Yeah. But I just love that. And then they're driving off. Then somewhere Bond finds a plane off screen and shows up in a plane. Which I love that part. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of, that's one thing that I thought was like, it's weird that he has a plane and they didn't show him getting in the plane. But also it's on the top of a mountain. It wouldn't be uncommon for them to have I thought a plane. They sh- I think they showed him at least look over and see the plane. I don't think we Did see they? him get Maybe inside. I I re- yeah. He just shot a couple guys. They drove off and then he cuts away. Then he shows up in a plane. But I, I do I like that entire it, I think they showed it grounded he's... and him looking over at it. Like, oh, all right, I'll go grab that. Maybe I just missed it. But I mean, I did like that sequence. Like that was one of the w- w- sequences where it leans towards more fantastical, but still like, I think even when it does, the movies, like these movies still keep it relatively grounded. My favorite part uh, of the which... whole thing is when you bust through the cabin, logs flying everywhere and then hits the first car. Yeah, that, was that whole air, but I yeah, mean, when you that was Jesus. my well, I'm saying I still love that because I love he's slowly taking them out, fucking just ramming these fucking cars with the plane that has no wings on it for the most for like most of that, like towards the end of the chasing at least. I really enjoyed that. Well, let's see him, Dave Batista's character go flying through the windshield, too. I know, I know he comes back to like he like essentially just knocked out. But when I saw that, I'm like, wow, I'm surprised they killed that guy so early in the movie. And then he's not dead. But I'm like, no, have a there's no way you're not dead from that. Yeah. But again, James Bond, here's a little bit of suspension of disbelief, which is fine. Saves Madeline, kind of gives her a come with me if you want to live kind of line. Why should I trust you? Because right now, I'm your best chance of staying alive. And she's like, fuck you, you're the reason they found me. But, you know, and then finding them teaming up, her helping him, like, they talk to Q, they find out that it's called Spectre. And it's kind of like goes down a conspiracy rabbit hole, you know, towards the end. Well, I mean, it kind of starts out that way. But then, like, I do love, you know, things like sort of love about, like, ep- like season one of Stranger Things, when Hopper goes, like, realizes the conspiracy is real, then he just fucking loses himself is my what kind of yeah. that for me so i i always love like when someone's yeah, like that's oh, one of the things i love ridiculous and then they realize the conspiracy is real so everybody just fucking hops on the train like the bandwagon i oh i don't know what that trope just kind of works for me it, it does I mean, that's part of what made season one of stranger things great love it and i guess one thing we didn't mention is while all this is going on MI6 is merging with another company and yeah, they're going to be kind of a global. Well, yeah, MI6 is merging with MI5 and then they're essentially voting to take part in this like intelligence program where it all would join together under one umbrella, which also I was very surprised that we didn't see see. Bond's CIA buddy because he mentions him towards the beginning of the movie when he's with the the, uh, the arms dealer's wife. Yeah, they don't mention Felix. We mentioned Felix, but we don't. Or they mentioned Felix, but he's not in the movie. Yeah, which kind of disappointing. But I, I mean, it's two and a half hour movie. Where else? Where where would we really fit him in, though? Too at the same time. I don't know. I I thought that he might be involved just because, like, all the intelligence agencies. I guess it doesn't. And maybe it didn't include the CIA. Which real quick, Um, speaking speaking of Bond and Stranger Things, I totally forgot till I watched a couple weeks ago. 
that David Harbour is in Quantum of Solace. I know we talked about that when we actually watched Quantum of Solace yeah. too. <laughs> and I forgot about it again. And then I'm like, oh shit, David Harbour. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, good to do. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like, I really just like how this. I don't know. I think for as far as like the pace, I think that's for two and a half hours, the pacing in this movie is pretty good. Like I also I it moves along. The, you know, what's actually kind of weird is except for the car chase, which feels a lot longer than some of the other action sequences. I kind of love how snappy the action, like they're not overly drawn out. They're like, they're quick and they're precise. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, an agent that was trained to do yeah. things like this, you know, except, you know, I think the two drawn out ones are the, just the car chase and like the airplane, but the airplane was wildly entertaining. And so was the car chase, but except for like pretty much all the other uh, action points are very snappy. Mm-hmm. Like when he's, like when he's uh, getting out of Blofeld's, uh, uh, what was a base, I guess in the middle of the desert layer. Yeah. His layer. Like, yeah. Like, He's getting fucking tortured, which, oh my God, that that's my worst fucking we'll, nightmare. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Oh okay, God, okay. that still makes me just move in my chair. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in a little bit here. Uh, what, let's talk about one of my favorite scenes. This is kind of where the, you know, the patient slows down a little bit to give the audience a breather, but it's good is when they go to Madeline's parents' hotel. Was it a hotel? What is it? Lay America. Americon or something yeah. yeah is it a hotel i guess a hotel i think yeah Resort? it's a hotel somewhere where her parents would go for their anniversary and then supposedly i guess their father after they divorced still continued to go great scene there you know bonds turn apart the room trying to find clues to anything just anything he can find i do love when he finds the drink officer like your inheritance like, want a sip no no you don't know what you're missing you don't know what you're missing that's good stuff She's you know exhausted, goes to bed. He's I do love that part where he's sitting there. She's the rat. Who do you work for? I I love that, but I'm also I'm like, there's no way he's just gonna shoot that rat. But for a second, I'm like, oh, that's right, he's pointing the gun shoot at that rat. He's pointing the gun at a rat. Who do you work for? Yeah, that's that. number two work for. That cracked me up, but yeah, but so I do we... like, yeah, because he tears that whole fucking thing apart. Can't find anything. And then just cuts to them being like him just sitting in the chair at night talking to the rat and then sees the rat go through the hole. I'm like, yep, secret room, secret door. Something back there. Blows a hole in the wall. Punches a hole through the wall. Also, that was what I thought that was funny because I'm like, yeah, like if you tear apart a room, like for the most part, you can put it back together when you leave. But like, no, you, you broke a hole through the wall. Yeah, well, and furniture, holes punched in the furniture, just looking for anything. That's true, yeah. But yes, awesome, you know, discovery there. Then they're on a train, good sequence in the train. I love the sequence in the train. They're having a great just talk together. Kind of remind me, takes me back to, you know, Casino Royale with Vesper on the train. And I didn't think, I didn't think about that until just now, but I definitely, that's definitely what they go for. They have a couple Casino Royale uh, homages in this movie. Which I think, yeah, the train is definitely one of them. Which I love that, but also that was one of the more confusing parts. Like Dave Bautista's beating the shit out of him from car to car to car, and I'm like, no one else is around during this whole thing. Like I think, 
at the very beginning of the fight, you see another person in the background, just kind of like, holy fuck. But it's a pretty no one else train. is around throughout the entire fight. I'm like, is this just an empty ass train? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, wh- where are we in Africa now? Somewhere? I think so. But yeah, great sequence on the train. I do love how he finally defeats Batista's character. He's like, oh shit. Yeah, the, one, the one line the character has is, oh shit. <laughs> Which I did. I wrote that down like, great kill. I mean, like, yeah, they're struggling. He gets shot by Madeline, you know, and then he's just like, gets choked out with the, like, J- Bond chokes him out with the rope. And then attaches it to a bunch of kegs that were all chained together, flying off the train. It's one after another. It's finally, oh boom. Shit. boom, there it goes. Boom, like ooh. I'm like, yep, not coming back from that. Especially like, yeah, your one speaking line was, "Oh shit, you're dead." That's official. Yeah, which may- I think that just made the character that much better. That I just thought that's the one line it has. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, we get dropped off. A station in the middle of nowhere, get picked up by car and off to Blofeld's compound. I guess we'll call it a compound. Not quite a volcano, but you know, that's all right. Not quite like the Quantum of Solace compound. It was a little stripped down for that, but it was it was good. It was nice. Good sequences there. I was definitely like on the edge of my seat once we went here the first time I saw this, even this time around, on the edge of my seat, like what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? You know, they go to their rooms, they get dressed for the occasion, they get escorted to where Blofeld's going to meet them. I do kind of like how they go in this room alone. It's dark. There's a meteorite in the center. Mm-hmm. And then he comes in talking about the meteorite. I thought that was a really cool way to introduce him into this whole setting. Also, it sounds cool because like oldest meteorite in existence, you know, that man has. And also like the place that it impacted was where he built his base. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I, I did too. I'm like, when they walked in, I'm like, dude, that's just the building shape just reminds me of an observatory and then see the meter right there. I'm like, perfect. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that was cool. Then we go off to a torture scene. Yeah, Blofeld Which, kind of shows oh my them God. around, kind of explains the organization and how they got their eyes and ears everywhere. But yeah, then we go to And a- how he's essentially like, oh, all these people like uh, Lashif from Casino Royale, Mr. White. I uh, forgot the other few people Green, that they something. You know, but anybody else that any, that essentially Bond has gone up against in like the Daniel Craig movies, he's like, I've orchestrated all of it. They're all connected to me. I'm the head of this huge Spectre organization, you know, and also he's like, I, that's why all your lovers end up dead. That's me. I cause you pain. Which also is kind of cool because that can overarch into pretty much like, yeah, like you could still overarch that into all of the James Bond movies, which I think what, is cool. What did you think of the reveal, if you will? Because if there's any reveal in this movie, it's finding out that Bond was his adopted brother. Well, they reveal that way earlier in the movie. Well, you get hints at it, but I think it's blue, isn't it Blofeld that officially reveals like Yes, I mean, I guess he's yeah, he spells it out, but I thought they're not blood brothers, but right. I mean, it sounded like it felt pretty obvious from the last movie and watching this movie. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's his brother, those are them. Like, you know, that's I I don't know. Like, I just I I didn't feel like that was a huge reveal because I think I thought when he said it, I'm like, yeah, I already know that. 
It, I guess. it was, wasn't as big as finding out Austin Powers and Dr. Evil Brothers. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> but blood um, brothers too yeah i guess that that for me didn't feel like a huge reveal like yeah it's more like yeah i heavily assumed that and thanks for spelling it out but i, I it essentially felt like I, that was already knowledge that mm-hmm. i had still you pretty know, cool but, it's it's interesting you got two paths taken you know they're half brothers but still bond's father or blofeld's father takes bond in for a couple of years teaches him things like skiing like i think according to the books Blofeld's father taught Bond skiing and things like that. Just hunting. They lived on the Skyfall hunting, ranch. Hunting, skiing, a few other skills, and essentially the original son gets jealous and kills his dad. Like a little sociopath. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, obviously makes sense because he's a sociopath. Well, he's look, just... Well, look what he started. You know, look at his organization. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I thought, great stuff there. But yes, then we get to the scene where Vaughn's strapped to a chair and whoo. Yeah, okay. Being getting drilled in my head, scary thought as as is getting drilled multiple places while still being conscious with no anesthetic. Fucking nightmare. <laughs> Just like watching it time. happen, I'm like, no, fuck that. Fuck well, that. Well, like, I mean, no, to no, a lot no. of people, the sound of the drill, like you know, you think back to dentists, and some people are like, just squirm at that to hear that drill and to watch it go on the side of his head i remember the first time i saw that was just like holy shit i'm just in my chair just uh, uh, uh." but it's also kind of scary because blofeld is like he's not taking joy from it he's just more indifferent to the process too which makes him more menacing yes but also then we finally get like oh what's hinted at is like oh he's got a watch that can do stuff and i really thought we might see the james bond like laser watch for a second before it just turns like it's a bomb like okay that's right we're we're in this james bond like it's not overly ridiculous a bomb in a watch still pretty cool without being too ridiculous yeah it's it's a gadget that still you know can come in handy and it did which which eventually like you know they he has Madeline like kind of take it from him to blow Blofeld up and then they make that escape, which I love the escape sequence because again, it's very snappy. It's very like, you can see it inside. He's like, all right, I have a fucking job to do right now. And it's just like precision, like kill, kill, kill. Picks up gun, uses it, picks up other The precision gun, killing was awesome. Uses it and then just gets the helicopter, fucking leaves after he blows up the whole fucking thing by just shooting the gas line. So were you satisfied with that or did you want it to be drawn out a little? No, like I said, that's one of the highlights, especially for this movie. It's just the action sequences. Like there, are, like I said, there are a couple long ones, but most of them are just very cool, but very snappy. Like they don't overstay their welcome. It just feels more like, you know, I've been trained to exploit weaknesses in my enemies. And like, this is like, I'm not trying to draw this out because he's overwhelmed. The longer he stays there, the more likely it is yeah. that he's going to So I guess, I guess the first time I viewed this, I thought it was all going to end here. Like this was going to be the climatic setting with Blofeld's compound. So when, Which in an, in an old, was, John, or sorry, in like an older James Bond movie, like different generation, it would have been. So that's what I was expecting. And when it was over and done so quickly and they were off in a helicopter, I was like, oh, uh, oh, oh, okay. I mean, I think I would have been a little bit upset if it was like that happened, then roll credits. I'd be like, 
Oh. Yeah, if it had gone straight to okay. credits, it would have been like, what the fuck? But upon rewatching, I yeah, it, I'm with you. I'm on board with how just precision and get the hell out of there it was. Exactly. Like did what he found out what he wanted to find out, fucking gone. You know, and that like kind of like that's the beginning of the third act, I think. Basically. Basically. Because yeah, then we get into the third act where it's just yeah, the C corporate corporate C and his organization are about to go online for the worldwide security. Yeah, essentially like having eyes and ears everywhere. So they're moments away from going online, but yeah, they go. We go back to London for the finale. Everything you know, we yeah, we go back to London. Bond and Madeline reunite with M Q and Money Penny, and you know and the like, other guy. I forget his name. I forget his name. And the assistant, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. He's just been around in all the other movies. Yeah, I can't think of his name, but it's like we got a got a job to do. We got to get the same from going online, and we got to stop Blofeld. Which I do. I do like how it took place in the old. I totally forgot about this. How it all took place in the old MI6 building. How it's yeah. scheduled for demolition, and then we actually see it get demolitioned. I totally had forgotten about all that. Which, again, cool, but it's also like a lot more connected to the past movies, but also mm-hmm. because this movie literally accumulates like everything that's happened into revelations in this movie. But I did love that. I love M. I love how he just like kind of gets on board with Bond at the end, because, again, I love that trip where she's like, it's a conspiracy. You're fucking being ridiculous. Like, no, I have proof. And she's like, holy shit, he's he's right. And now I got to. I mean, like, yeah, they, oh, they end the double O program. They like, he's like, oh, I'm fucking out too. Like they, he knows he's out. I mean, they fucking tell him this, but you know, I love that. I love that. (laughs) I do enjoy that when they get to like that safe house, he's like, does anybody know? He's like, I've never heard of this place. Like, yeah, that's kind of the fucking point of a safe house. (laughs) But then he's like, oh, is it safe? And then James Bond says like, yeah, it's safe. <laughs> so I do love that. I mean, I love how they kind of like pull this like elaborate bait and switch. Like essentially Bond like lets himself get captured. Like seems like it's all part of the plan. And then he regroups with Money Penny, Q, and the other guy. Mm-hmm. But I really, one thing, like I mentioned this earlier, but the homage to the opening scene of Casino Royale with Bond sitting in the chair waiting for the guy and the guy pulls his gun it's empty because he took the bullets already and then he just shoots them yeah you know well i love how m is sitting in the corner you know the fucking i I don't even remember like that the like the other bad guy's name they call him c C. yeah c he's just like sitting down just like he's like oh i guess then we know what c stands for as he pulls his gun pulls the trigger and it's empty he's like no careless and he just shows him he has all the bullets. I love that that homage like kind of ties back. Like, the, like was this originally supposed to be the end of this series of Bond? I don't think so. Because it really feels that way. Because they, I mean, they homage all the way from the first. Like they incorporate everything that happens from first one to this one. They even have that really nice homage toward the very end of the movie, from the beginning of Casino Royale. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I mean they're bringing stuff 
full circle back around, but I don't think so. I mean, they wanted Craig to do two more of these. I think they offered him like 90 to 100 million to do two more of these. And he finally settled for doing one. I mean, he he did he got paid $39 million to be in this movie. Nice. $39 million to be in just this one. Crazy. But yeah, I think they offered him something like 90 to 100 million to be in two more. After negotiations, he's gonna be in one more, obviously, because yeah, this no time to die or die. Yeah, no time to die is gonna be his last one, unfortunately. Kind of sucks. I know he's starting to you know head towards 50. I think he's in his early 50s, but I like him as Bond quite a bit. Yeah, because honestly, think, yeah, great bond. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing, but yeah, well, eh, we'll see what happens next. I mean, yeah, he's 53. Yeah, he's 53. Because I yeah, I think he was 47 when he filmed this. Yeah, did you know Christopher Christopher Nolan was in negotiations or not was in consideration to direct this? That would have been sweet. Yeah. I think there there there's a few different directors, but Chris Nolan was kind of at the top of the list that they were thinking about pulling on as the director, but then Sam Mendes decided to come back and do another one. He's like, fuck it, let's just do it. I would actually I'd be curious to see down the road what a Chris Nolan Bond film looks like. I think it'd be definitely a different feel. Especially, well, we can talk about that towards the end, but um, yeah, I mean, like the final sequences were like they all come together. Like he gets everybody who's like, well, a couple people are helping him, and M just kind of gets on board. He's like, we're fucking screwed, so we have to help him, you know. And I love that kind of pulls that like funny you said, Chris Rowland's like a dark night moment. Which is like, no, oh, you either come after me or you die trying to save the girl. But obviously, because James Bond, he survives. Well, I do like that moment. He's like, you're bluffing. And it, he kind of is like, is he bluffing? Because he could just be full of shit. I, I never once thought he was bluffing. I'm like, this guy fucking hates you. He killed his own dad. He's not bluffing when he said he's going to kill your, like, Madeline and you. He hates right. you. But it could, it could just be a way, you know, bluffing, keep Bond in the building while it collapses. Yeah, I guess that's true, but um because he like you said you're either gonna look for her and save her potentially or in both of you die or you're just gonna get the hell out of here she dies you find out later that she actually was in the building and dies and then you gotta live with that live live with that the rest of your life but also very evil again very adds to like the sinisterness of it all but great sequence there yeah i did love how when they reveal the eye and the scar going down the face which again because i was thinking about that correct me if i'm wrong like because he's essentially supposed to be the same guy who's like what in thunderball or thunderball we we finally see his face and you only live twice but yes he's in thunderball okay he's talked about i think in from russia with love i think talked about at least thunderball but we don't see his face we just see him petting the cat and then we re- we reveal what he looks like in You Only Live Twice. Right. Because he essentially is he's the same. Well, he, he is he is the same character. Because it's yeah, I think it's Dr. No. I forget if he's again talked about in the main antagonist and from Rush with Love. Then we have Goldfinger, then Blofeld, and then Blofeld again. Okay. Because I know they mentioned the organization Spectre in the older James Bond movies. And especially like they I love the callback where they got the same type of cat. I'm like, oh, perfect. Like, it the is the good. character. Yeah, because he's in you manage the Secret Service as well, and then Bond finally kills him in Diamonds Are Forever. Spoiler alert. 
Spoiler, Christoph Waltz dies and diamonds are forever. <laughs> yeah, another thing I read, uh, Gary Oldman was in talks to be Blofeld. I mean, I can't say no to that. Gary Oldman just kind of disappears into whatever the hell he's doing. He's Gary Oldman. I think he would have been good in this role, too. I, I Don't get me wrong. I like Christoph Waltz quite a bit, too. But I, yeah, I, think, I could have seen Gary Oldman in this. Honestly, I was expecting to see Rami Malek in this, too, because from the trailers of his character in um, No Time to Die, it made me think that he was introduced in Spectre. Mm-hmm. But no, I so yeah, I'm just kind I'm of curious more... who his character is and how he ties into all this too. Well, that'd be very interesting. I'm yeah. glad to see if we get Christoph Waltz again based on the trailers. Uh, but yeah, I guess we'll finish up this here. Um, he obviously saves Madeline. Crazy, I had totally forgotten that MI6 just gets totally demolished, and I totally forgot about that. Yeah, so crazy to watch that happen. Saves Madeline. They get they're on the boat, and uh, yeah, he brings down the helicopter that uh, Blofeld's on, and yeah, he's got the opportunity to kill him, and he doesn't. Lets him live. Lets him get arrested. And then he gets he gets the girl, and I do love at the end where it's just like, oh, Q's in his little lab. The lift comes down. He's like, 007, I thought you've left. He's like, mm, I just needed one more thing, Q. Gets the sweet, restored, classic Aston Martin, just fucking takes off down the London road. Hell to the yes. Uh, yeah, that was a Again, great Again, it just, it really felt like this was the last Bond movie in this series. It kind of does. It, yeah, you're right. It kind of does. I, I do like that, you know, he, he and Madeline are going to be together after this. You know, it's his first, first time he's really liked a girl since Vesper in Casino Royale. I mean, he, yeah. And yeah, I dug it again. I liked their chemistry quite a bit. I thought they had really good chemistry together. I mean, yes. even though, even though this felt like a final movie, I am more than down. I cannot like the trailer looked good for the new one, No Time to Die, which comes out what two weeks from now, mm-hmm. unless it has a really last minute delay again. <laughs> well, but, rumor has it this one, since it has so many delays and all these advertising, it needs to make skyfall money in order to break even i don't think it's gonna do that though i don't think so either yeah but i don't know i'm excited to watch it same and even though this one felt very like it felt like the end of the bond like the daniel craig version of bond series but i'm really i still love daniel craig as james bond it's incredible yeah overall i i like this movie quite a bit again Casino Royale and Skyfall for me are A pluses. I think Quantum of Solace and Spectre, they're probably in the A minus B plus range, but all four are overall are pretty solid films, all part of one good story. And yeah, I, I love it. Twist and honestly, I do like how Walt previous James Bond movies like kind of had some stuff in common from character, like even in like, but I mean, they didn't really have an overarching theme or like plot, but I do like how. Each movie can technically be watched alone. I wouldn't recommend watching this one if you've never seen any of the other ones. No, the Craig ones, you kind of got to watch them in order. Yeah, I mean, they do. But I do appreciate that like they still feel like independent stories. Like It's just like a different part of the mission, but it's mm-hmm. all like one huge overarching mission for them. 
Yeah. How how long do you think? Like, what's the time period? Do you think these between Castellano and Royal Inspector five years or something? Maybe. I don't know. That'd be an interesting thing to look up. Kind of uh, curious. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell because like these movies have literally been going on for over a decade. Casino Royale came out in 2008. Six. 2006? Fuck. So well over a decade now we've had Daniel Craig, which is technically probably the longest stint anybody has ever had as Bond. But it also feels like the slowest amount of Bond movies we had since like Bond's prime, I guess. Well, yeah, Spectre came out in 2015. Finally, six years later, we're getting a new one. And even before that, it's still supposed to be only four years, but that still seems like a while. Yeah. It feels like, I guess, maybe when Pierce Brosnan, which is probably the Bond that I grew up it was the Bond I grew up with. Usually you get bigger time. It's in between like Bond actors. Yeah. Like you, you had a six year hiatus between Timothy Dalton and Pierce Brosnan. Well, like Pierce Brosnan Bond movies felt like they were coming out like every other year when it was like really churning stuff out. Yeah. I, I might have been wrong, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited again. I'm just excited to see what will be Daniel Craig's last Bond, unless they, unless something changes. Yeah, I'm curious if they're going to leave the story open or not, or kind of close it and then start something fresh with a new Bond. We'll see. But also, I'm like, I'm also very excited just because it feels like it's so long since we had Daniel Craig. I'm like, what's a new Bond look like? Like, what's going to change? What's going to happen? I still, I I've heard discussions be like, all right. Well, now that Daniel Craig's done, we're finally getting the finale for his Bond. Who's the new Bond? And honestly, I see a lot of people say Idris Elba, and I'm like, damn, I think Idris Elba would make a really good James Bond. I think it's already too old, though. I mean, is he already 50? I mean, I don't know. I don't have no idea. He's already 50. I The rumor I've heard that I can kind of see is... He's um, 49. Tom Hardy. I... I know he did Man from Uncle, which I still haven't seen, but I just can't picture Tom Hardy as Bond. I remember people throwing around Tom Hiddleston, which I think could work, but um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, I remember. But again, maybe they'll do a weird ass pull. Like, I wouldn't have thought, hey, Robert Patterson is Batman. No fucking way. Shows me a trailer. Hell yeah, I'm in. I'm still, we'll see with him. The trailer was good, don't get me wrong, but I'm still like, we'll see with him. I, I know. I just said, I, I keep saying, like, just because the casting is so bizarre for this new Matt Reeves Batman movie, I'm more excited than I have been in so long to see a Batman yeah, movie. Yeah, you got Felix Leiter as uh, Commissioner Gordon. Exactly. <laughs> no, like, I'm, I'm just... curious. I'm very, very curious. Next May, I think, is when we finally get this movie. I can't wait. I think it's next in a couple of weeks or so to get a brand new trailer for it, too. Yeah, I think it's like October 16th for whatever DC fandom event is. Uh, it should be in a couple can't weeks. Wait. Yeah. Final thoughts on Spectre. Honestly, hesitant going in, but as I was, especially like some like two and a half hours, this is supposed to be the bad one. But I watched, I'm like, dude, this was awesome. I had a great time. I think just like just history is looking a little bit kinder on it. Uh, I think so too. So honestly, I just really enjoyed it. I had a great time. Thought it was definitely better than 60% on Rotten Tomatoes and audience score was 60%, which still surprised me because you just that's higher. Yeah, I think all these should be 80% plus. I don't know. I I really enjoyed it. I think that it was a good movie. I, I just enjoyed it as a Bond movie and I'm really just gets me more pumped up for the the final craig movie in a couple weeks 
Yep. Yeah, it's been fun going back and watching all four of his. I am set for the final one. Woo-hoo. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up here. Daniel, where can they find us? They can find us online on movies underscore brews on Instagram and Twitter. All right, everybody. That concludes our review for Spectre. All set to go for No Time to Die. If you like the show, Woo. share it with others. And we'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews! Cheers! Ding! Cause the